Christian friends, what a unique point of view we have before us tonight of Jesus' suffering and death. The point of view of his mother, Mary. So Jesus was 33 when he died on the cross. So I found a mother of a 33-year-old and talked to her to help me understand that type of perspective and to help us understand that type of point of view of a mother seeing her son die in that horrific way. This mother that I talked to has two other adult children. And so we talked for a while one afternoon in my office and I took away five things from our conversation. Number one, she told me that when her children suffer, when any mother's children suffer, and it doesn't matter how old they are, babies, teenagers, adults, when children suffer, the mother wants to trade places, wants to take that suffering upon her, and she would if, if she could. She said the word painful a few times, and then she said, speaking for herself, not speaking for Mary, she said, if, if it was me and that was my son, I would not have been able to watch. But, but like Mary, I, I would have been there for him and with him. Another thing she told me that, that I had never thought of before, and I, I especially appreciated hearing, and I, I've thought about it a lot ever since. She said that, Undoubtedly, as the mother of Jesus, while he was up on that cross, that she was, she was praying for him. And then the last thing that I, that I took from our conversation is that she said, again, it doesn't matter the age of the child. When a child suffers, the mother suffers. And so she said Mary was suffering at the cross that day. In fact, when Jesus was a little less than two months old, Mary and Joseph took him to Jerusalem. They took him to the temple because he was their firstborn son, so they took him to the temple to be dedicated to the Lord. And while he was there, a man named Simeon was there. Maybe you remember that story from Luke's Gospel. Simeon took the baby Jesus in his arms and he praised God because he was able to see and to hold and to touch his Savior. And the words that Simeon said are words that the church has used ever since. Now, Lord, your servant can depart in peace for my eyes have seen my salvation. But that wasn't the only thing that that he said that day that, that was recorded by Dr. Luke. He also said to Mary that because of, because of your son, who at that time was a little baby, your soul one day will be pierced. It's quite certain that Simeon was referring to the day of Jesus' crucifixion when Mary was there to witness it and the agony and the, and the suffering that she endured that day is what Simeon foretold. 
Mary is mentioned by my count 10 times in the scriptures. And so we don't know a lot about Mary, but we, we know some things. And, and here are some things we can say about Mary. From her point of view, she sees herself as the mother of the Savior. She, she also sees herself as a servant, and she sees herself as a sinner. And she sees Jesus as her son. She also, from her point of view, sees Jesus as her Lord. And she sees Jesus as her Savior. First, Mary seeing herself as a servant. Mary lived in Nazareth, a town in Galilee. And think of uh, Galilee and Judea. So Galilee is up north, and then Samaria, and then Judea down south with the Mediterranean Sea off to the west. And the distance between Nazareth and Jerusalem is about the same distance as Milwaukee to Madison. It's not terribly relevant. I'm, I'm just a, a bit of a map geek. So Mary's in Nazareth. And before she had any children, after Joseph had pledged that he would marry her, Mary had a visitor, an angel. We're told the angel's name was Gabriel. And Gabriel came to give Mary some extraordinary news. Can you imagine? I don't know how old Mary was. Some say maybe 16, give or take. Mary, the news is that God has chosen you to be the mother of the Savior of the world. So Mary had a conversation that day with an angel. During Lent, we've been looking at points of view of Jesus' suffering and death. Tonight, it's the point of view of Mary. Perhaps one day in heaven, we can all sit around together like we are tonight, and we can hear about Jesus' suffering and death from the point of view of an angel. But tonight, it's Mary. And so after that conversation that Mary had with Gabriel, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. And then she went to visit her relative, Elizabeth, who at the time was pregnant, John the Baptist. So she went and visited Elizabeth. And while she was there, after their visit, the next thing we hear in Scripture is the Magnificat, Mary's song of praise. In the Magnificat, Mary identifies herself again as a servant. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. That's what she said to Gabriel. And then in the Magnificat, speaking about God, my Savior, he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. So Mary clearly saw herself as a servant of God. What is, what is a servant of God? Think of it this way, a servant of God exchanges her will or his will for the will of God. Every time we pray, thy will be done, 
or declaring ourselves to be servants of God, like Mary, like Jesus. Jesus, the suffering servant, a, a servant different from Mary, different from you and I, but for sure, Jesus, a servant. So in this case, we would say, like mother, like son. Jesus said this about himself. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Mary saw herself as a servant of the Lord. She also saw herself as a sinner. Here are three reasons why we can say that Mary saw herself as a sinner. Number one, the Bible never says that Mary was without sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says there is no one who is righteous, not even one. Of course, we, we do make an exception, not for Mary, but we make an exception for Jesus. Because the Bible does say that Jesus was without sin, the perfect Lamb of God, without blemish, without defect. Jesus was sinless. And Jesus was sinless because Jesus is God. And God is perfectly holy. And Jesus is sinless, although he's human, because Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. But Mary, like you and I, conceived and born sinful parents, so like you and I, from the moment of Mary's conception, she was sinful. And the third reason that we can say Mary saw herself as a sinner is because of what she says in the Magnificat, going back to that. There's a line in the Magnificat where, where Mary says, My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So if Mary identifies God as her Savior, then she's identifying herself as a sinner. You and I look to God as our Savior God. The Lord is our Savior God. Because we see ourselves, like Mary, as sinners. So Mary saw herself as more than the mother of God, more than the mother of Jesus. She saw herself as a servant and as a sinner. And Mary also saw herself, or I, I I'm sorry, she saw Jesus as more than just her son. She saw Jesus as her Lord and her Savior. Jesus is 12 years old. And Mary and Joseph are back in Galilee, up north, in Nazareth, where they raised Jesus. And it was time to go back to Jerusalem. So they took the journey down to Judea, the temple in Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Likely the first time Jesus had been back since he was held by Simeon as a baby. And so they stayed there for the festival of the Passover. And when it was over, it was time to go back home to Nazareth in Galilee. So they started on the journey back home. And you, you maybe know what happened. On the first part of the journey on day one, Maybe at nighttime, when it was time to, to get the kids to bed, they couldn't find Jesus. And so they, they journeyed back to Jerusalem, 
and they spent three days searching in Jerusalem. You know, maybe Jerusalem at that time was close to the size of Madison. It's probably a fair estimate. So they spent three days looking for Jesus. And you remember where they found him. They found him in the temple where he was with the Bible scholars of his day, the Old Testament scholars of his day, asking and answering questions. And so Mary and Joseph find him and and you remember what Jesus said. They, they didn't understand, why here? And Jesus said, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? And Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand why Jesus was in the temple as a 12-year-old and, and what, what he meant by that. They didn't fully understand. But, but Mary we're told, treasured these things in her heart. Mary was, was beginning to realize that, that she must trade her authority as his mother for his authority as her Lord. Before Jesus was even a teenager, Mary was starting to see her son as her Lord. And then we fast forward 18 years, the site of Jesus' first miracle. You remember where that was? Cana, back in Galilee, at a wedding. This is recorded in the Gospel of John. Jesus and the apostles and his mother Mary invited to this wedding. And at some point during the wedding, they ran out of wine. Maybe Mary knew couple well, the parents of the couple, and, and so she, she had an idea. She went to Jesus. And in, in a fascinating exchange between Jesus and Mary, Jesus and his mother, he asked her, dear woman, why do you involve me? And then, and then Mary kind of backed, backed off a bit and said to the servants who were serving at the wedding, do whatever he tells you to. Mary is seeing her son as her Lord. Mary also sees her son as her Savior, and for that we go back to the Magnificat, where she calls God my Savior. And, and the Magnificat is nothing more than a song of praise. Mary is praising God for being faithful to his promise to send a Savior. It was very painful that day at the cross for Mary to see her son on that cross. Her son, a 33-year-old man, but in, in a very real way, still her baby. Painful. But how much more painful would it be for Mary for all of us, if, if Jesus had not suffered and died on the cross. God is a loving God. God is a just God. God is a righteous God. When we say God is a righteous God, it's the same thing, essentially saying he's a just God. God always does what is right. And for a holy God, it is right and it is just to punish sin.
And so Jesus was on that cross being punished as our Savior. He could not and he would not be our Savior, Mary's Savior, unless he was on that cross. So I talked to that mother. The first thing she told me was when a mother's children suffer, the mother wants to take the place of the child. You see the irony there? That's what Jesus was doing. He was taking her place on that cross. He was taking her suffering on him. And he was doing the same thing for you and me. Paul writes in Corinthians, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So the last time, the second to last time that Mary is mentioned in the Bible is, is at the cross. We heard in, in the gospel reading in John 19. She's at the cross and Jesus in that tender moment of affection and in perfect obedience to the fourth commandment, Jesus speaks to the Apostle John and to his mother. Jesus says, Woman, here is your son. And to John, here is your mother. And then the last time we hear about Mary in the scriptures is in Acts chapter 1. This is after Jesus' ascension. And Mary is, is with what we call the first Christian church. They're in Jerusalem, and look what they're doing. They, that's the apostles, they all join together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, constantly in prayer. And so here, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is not praying for him, she's praying to him. And Luke goes on to say that those that were there in those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Mary's in that group of, of believers. And in the context here, these are believers in Jesus as their Savior. So without a doubt, Mary saw her son as her Savior. This is a very unique perspective of Jesus' death, on the cross, the perspective, the point of view of his mother Mary. And in one way, it's hers and hers alone. But in the other ways, her point of view is our point of view, isn't it? Mary sees herself as a servant and as a sinner. And as God's people, we see ourselves the same way, as servants and sinners. And Mary saw her son, the man in the middle, as her Lord and her Savior. And we do too. May we turn to our Lord in daily service, and may we turn to our Savior in daily repentance. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you.
Dear Jesus, we know how you love your mother, and we know how you love us. Thank you, Jesus, for that undeserved love. Open our eyes to see opportunities to serve you, our only Lord, by serving those around us. And through the Holy Spirit, lead us to see our sin and turn to you as our Savior for full and free forgiveness. Amen.